This is the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show on Talk Radio. AM640. 624 in our fine city. It is uh, the third most livable city in uh, the world, according to a uh, new uh, survey and a bit of research. Uh, And now we're joined by Jeff Jarvis, who is in the sixth most livable city. I had to throw it in there, Jeff. Oh, We're no. just meeting right now. Uh, he's in New Jersey. He's a journalist and professor at City University of New York. Any chance I can to go, are you kidding me? We're better than New York up in no, here in Toronto? Be, let's be clear. Let's be clear. <laughs> Toronto is the most livable city in the world. I almost tried to move there twice. Did you? Wouldn't have me. You know I what? Love I love Toronto. Really? Love well, it. I'm a Canado file. Well, excellent. Well, I'm I'm uh, I'm glad to have you on the show, and I, I want to. Wish I'd bought property uh, ten years ago. I'd be rich. Yeah, tell me about it, man. I only wish I bought property two years ago, and I sold my property here <laughs> ten years ago. Was that a foolish move or what? Yeah, I was. Boy, oh boy, Jeff, this is our first time meeting. It sounds like we're old friends, but you know, I am a big fan of anyone uh, from New York. I find it's such a, a great city. It's such a livable city, and I love that people are so blunt and honest. So it doesn't surprise me that we get along, Jeff. Um. I noticed that you tweeted this out today. Uh, Your tweet says, this is exactly why I keep suggesting Facebook needs a top-level journalist. The reason is, Facebook, there's been some talk back and forth about the fact that Facebook made another major gaffe. Back in May, Mark Zuckerberg uh, was meeting with conservatives over allegations that Facebook censors right-wing news. And now today, we're finding out that, no, they also censor iconic war photos from the Vietnam War, um, specifically that horrific uh, but so iconic uh, photo that put everything in perspective for us about what was going on to the people in Vietnam of that napalmed girl. Yeah, let's be clear that Facebook has a right to edit what goes on its space the same way you have a right to edit what goes on your air. Sure. Uh, nonetheless, it was, yeah, it was a stupid move. One can see how it happened. And it happens again for the best of, of reasons. Uh, pictures of naked children are something that we want to, as a rule, uh, ban because of child pornography. Yes. So there's somewhere in Facebook, there's an algorithm that says, is, is that image naked? Yes. Is it a child naked? Push it off. Right. And so they went after uh, an author in Norway, and then the uh, editor of the big paper, uh, Often Posten, supported him and put up the, pa- the picture, got a ter- takedown notice from Facebook, wrote a letter to Mark Zuckerberg saying, how dare you, basically, and saying, I'm an editor, I'm choosing what's going on, and you can't be my boss, Mark Zuckerberg. Now, I generally agree with him. I mean, I think that we have to understand what Facebook is doing here is that they have algorithmic thinking. They make a formula. They try to imagine that everybody's treated exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But I argue that they, they need to have a different voice inside Facebook. There's the technology voice that says we have to have a rule to make it scale. There's the PR voice that says we have to protect the brand of Facebook against putting up awful stuff like child porn. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to argue. But they also need uh, a responsible, and I would say editorial voice, not to edit, indeed to keep them from editing, but to be able to deal with someone who's smart like the editor of Often Poston and say, oh, sir, you have a point, you're right, we're putting that photo back up. Because it, it, it is a historic photo, it has journalistic and historical import, and, and you're right. But there's no structure for that, there's no person, there's no mechanism to do that. So you're and, saying it's a computer program that is looking at everything very quickly, is that an image of a naked young person, then this is boom, off. Yeah, and consider the scale that Facebook has to deal with. Yeah. You know, a billion and a half people putting up photos all day. Uh, we don't want, nobody wants child porn there. So again, that's understandable, but they need another level. The other thing Facebook did recently, uh, as I'm sure you all saw, was that they added humans to their trending thing, and then they were accused that they had the liberal bias. You know, surprise, surprise, humans have bias. Sure. 
Uh, then they fired them all a few weeks ago, and, and the trending feature on Facebook, I think, is awful. Yeah, and apparently now, if, you, if, if because they're using an agor- algorithm again, the, if you've got a hoax story that seems to be doing well, it can go up to the top of their newsfeed. It can, and, and the problem here is one of quality control. Yeah. So while on the one hand I'm saying add humans, on the other hand I'm saying, no, just get rid of the humans, get rid of the feature. Trending is stupid. Facebook should be concerned with its brand position in terms of recommending good stuff and giving you a good experience. Does Mark, wa- uh, awful. Does Mark Zuckerberg want too much now? Because 41% of adults in the U.S. get their news from Facebook, which I find just scary uh, because of the things that are shared on Facebook normally. Uh, but do, do you think he's just trying for too much? No, I don't think so at all. I think Mark Zuckerberg actually cares. I've interviewed him for a book I wrote uh, about a connected world. And he sees the value of connecting people, and we see that there is great value from this. There is great value from people sharing and and revealing themselves so they can find each other. Uh, this helps. It doesn't cause the Arab Spring, but it helps in things like the Arab Spring. These are these are societal goods, I believe. Mm-hmm. Facebook is young. It's new. It's still figuring out what it is. Indeed, the internet is still figuring out what it is. We don't know what it is yet, but. Uh, Facebook does have to learn, and it has to figure this out, and I think it needs other voices inside the company to help them figure that out. So what do you propose they do? Well, I, I, I said this is going to sound like a, I'm going for a job interview, and I'm not. Uh, I'm well employed, but I'm going to need to hire an editor. No, again, not to edit, not to create content, not to do anything like that, but to bring that perspective. It's almost like a public editor, an ombudsman, who says, here's the perspective of the public. What's good for the public? If you look at our election in the United States right now, we are very jealous of your prime minister. Oh, we're watching your election. It's because terrifying. we are just scaring ourselves to yeah. out here. And, and, and I wrote some other posts recently that argue that this is proof of the failure of journalism in America. An uninformed electorate uh, is the evidence of our failure as a profession. And we've got to figure this out. So I'm not saying that journalism is so hot and, and so smart. Uh, we have problems, too. But at least journalism has a perspective that says there's a benefit in informing society. And there's a principle behind that. And I think that that view can be brought to Facebook. Now, I'm not saying that Facebook should become the New York Times. It shouldn't create content. It shouldn't be the newspaper. Well, it's it 41% happening. of the of the adults are getting their uh, news from there, so they have to do something. Well, they have to recognize. Yes, they have a responsibility, they, don't they? Uh, to an extent. They've kind of inherited it. Yeah. They didn't mean to, for this to happen. It happens. Uh, but they're the victim of their own success. Listen, you get pregnant, it. you didn't expect it, but you have a baby. You have to take responsibility. That's a hell of a metaphor, but go ahead, yeah. <laughs> Just throwing it out there, Jeff. Yeah. Um, I think we're a little pregnant in this case. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think that, that Facebook does care about an informed society, but the problem is these decisions are being made now on the level of protecting the brand or mm-hmm. being efficient. And, and I think that there's a lot that Facebook did. Let me give you an example of what Facebook did well recently. There was a picture that appeared on my feed of Justin Trudeau in a firm lip lock with another uh, politician, male. Mm. And I looked at that and I thought, mm, well, you know, it's the kind of thing he might do. It happened after the horrible tragedy in Orlando. It might be the kind of thing that Trudeau would do to make a big point. But, geez, why haven't I seen this anywhere? So I'm, I'm almost going to ready to click on that and say, is this, should I go here or not? Right. right below, Facebook puts related items. The first two items Facebook puts are one, BuzzFeed saying people are passing around a fake picture of Trudeau kissing somebody, mm-hmm. and two, Snopes saying this is debunked. Facebook actually has the mechanism to find related content like that. Now, we in journalism and media could help Facebook by helping to debunk stories, by, by Facebook trusting us to do that, 
And before you share that kind of fake picture of Trudeau kissing some guy, yeah. maybe, maybe Facebook could say, uh, are you sure you want to do that? You could be making a fool of yourself in about five minutes. I think they, I would argue they should do that because, uh, you know, they have a responsibility. But they can't fact check the world. This is the case where I think that media and Facebook have to work together, uh-huh. where, where we do have fact checkers. We do have reporters. We can, we can give signals to Facebook and Google of authority and credibility and expertise and so on. Well, it'd be and, a good way to that. start saving, you know, newspapers and uh, journalism, because right now people aren't being paid. Yeah, but I also think that newspapers are trying to preserve a mass media business model that the Internet killed and good riddance. Right. Wow, that's quite a statement. You're a journalist. Yes, I am. I also try. I have tenure, so that makes it easy. <laughs> I, I also try to work on new business models for news. Right. And I believe we have to fundamentally uh, reinvent journalism. I wrote a post about a week ago in which I confessed to the world <clears throat> that I'm a backer of <clears throat> pardon me, Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. And, and from that perspective, I now look at journalism from the outside. And from that outside perspective, I see that people like me who are enthusiastic backers of Hillary Clinton are not mirrored and reflected in media. That's a problem. It's also a problem that media did not reflect the angry white men who are endorsing Trump. If media had better reflected and empathized with their problems, maybe it could have informed their worldview. Certainly media do not well reflect African Americans and Mm -hmm. and Latino Americans and others. We in journalism and media tend to look like the majority because we are in a mass media model. I think we've got to shift our model entirely where we can serve communities better. And indeed, back to the point of this call, Facebook can help us do that. We have to learn how to create relationships of relevance and value with people, and Facebook knows how to do that. So what I really want them to do The reason I want them to have an editor is not just for the benefit of Facebook, it's also for the benefit of us. So that person could explain journalism to Facebook, but also explain Facebook to journalism. Boy, Jeff, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I know uh, you're really, uh, this is getting into the the start of your weekend, and I appreciate you joining me. I'd love to have you back again. I I would love to, and if I could ever do it, I'd love to be in Toronto personally, because I do love your city. Well, anytime you are, let me know. We'll get, uh, we'll, I'll follow you on Twitter. You follow me back and then we'll start a conversation. Buzzmachine.com is your website. If anybody wants to check Jeff out, Jeff, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me. Cheers. Cheers. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Jeff Jarvis from uh, New Jersey, New Jersey. He's a journalist and professor at the city of, uh, city university of New York. And hopefully we'll have him back on the show soon, soon, soon. The AM 640 Afternoon Drive Show. Listen live. Weekday afternoons from 4 till 7 on AM 640. Or download the app at 640toronto.com.